hi everybody welcome to busy living so bum busy living so bum busy living so it is episode 217 with ryan skinner hi ryan good morning how are you i'm doing well thank you how are you i'm blessed though. that's that's pretty good it's pretty good. Well, we started off, I talked to Ryan before the camera started rolling and um, he said he had a brand new baby. So did you get any sleep last night? <laughs> well, she, well, she's going to be a year this month. So it's like, um, no, she sleeps really well. Thank God. I believe God gives you what you can handle. I'm, I'm going to be 41. Um, I couldn't, the first two months I kept looking at my wife. Said, oh, this is a young man's game, you know? <laughs> now she sleeps great. Last night she was up all night. Ironically, you ask, you know, tell you it's great. It's, I get to get up. Like, it's such a gift to get up and go to this little girl, like looking at me like, the old Ryan would have had his wife doing it or doing this. I get up first in the morning every morning. You know, I, it's a gift. That that time or in the middle of the night when I go in, nobody looks at me like that. This kid's eyes open and she smiles at me like, wow, that doesn't happen often, you know? <laughs> it's amazing. It's a gift. And you've had quite a ride so far in these 41 years of existence, huh? Yeah, it's been uh, peaks and pits, but overall, it's, it's you know, you learn from it. The universe, I went on a boot camp last week with some other business guys who were trying to do some spiritual stuff and learn to grow. And one thing we realized, you know, you know this, the universe, God gives you what you need to grow. And if you're not listening, you're going to keep getting it. But when you start taking the cues, you can kind of go with the flow and you know, go with the stream of life, as they say, right? Exactly. So what happened and what was it like? And now what is it like? Um, I, growing up, I mean, the bottom line is I had two good parents. They did the best they could. They were hard as hell on me, but that's, um, that's the way we were raised. We didn't have much money. You know, my mom was a housekeeper by day, cleaned the office at night, but we always had enough to get by. And they sacrificed for us in private school, Catholic school. My, they never even could go to my games because they worked so hard. Just tr good people. Um, but they didn't understand like the signs of anxiety and stuff like that. So I had some stuff happen with my uncle when I was a kid. And um, he was just an abusive guy. Luckily, he died when I was in second grade. So that ended, you know. But I didn't realize some of the stuff. You don't know what you stuffed down. He was an alcoholic. So I knew I would never be an alcoholic or a drunk. Those are two things I wasn't going to be. High school, I drank a little bit before the beers. I was a kid at the party who would sneak before the beer. I was just a fit in, you know? I was whoever people needed me to be. I was so insecure. College, I started hanging out with a second cousin of mine who's a tough guy. He's a real wise guy. And uh, I started acting like him. So I started doing things and making moves. And my parents made me go to college because I was the first one. I got a scholarship because at a young age, I couldn't read. I had dyslexia and stuff. But a teacher noticed I was doing numbers. Introduced me to Peter Lynch and Fidelity, and uh, I was trained stock on TV in seventh grade. So my wife kept, I knew what I was going to do. I had no desire to go to college. My father said, You're going to college. Back then, you just did what your parents told you to do. My daughter thinks it's a democracy. She's eight years old trying to tell me how to do it. This morning, she's saying, No, we're not going to do it that way. I'll tell you how we're going to do it. <laughs> and uh, let, me, let me make this clear to you. This is like Kingdom of Ryan. You know what she says to me? No, it's a Kingdom of Mom. <laughs> but, you know, in college, they started to come off the rail in terms of like, if I drank, I didn't know where it would stop. I didn't drink much today. I didn't want to be an alcoholic. Like, it's me. I just hated in my past. You know, my uncle was just such a weasel that I just, ugh. I started realizing when I got into the financial industry, like, everybody drank. So it was okay. I would get drunk. And, but the difference is they'd go home from the bar and go to bed. I'd crash in my car and go to work and just get like a bruise on my head. I still got through it because I was so hungry to build a business. And I wanted to build something on the outside. So I worked out. I made money. My outsides was real good. My insides were falling apart. At one point, you know, I was sitting there with like a couple of houses, a couple of cars, and, and everybody thinks I'm happy. I'm dying. I'm in a room full of people and I'm just lonely. You know, people have a smile on their face. I remember calling my dad from Miami Hotel on the bathroom floor, crying, saying, I'm so lonely. And him saying, Ryan, you flew five friends down here on your, on your dime. 
party. Why don't you go hang out with your friends? And that, that's how it was. I was just always lonely. I was engaged at 25 to grow my dreams and um, hang out with those other guys. I was doing violent things. Uh, I was a financial advisor by day and out doing violent things at night. And I wasn't that tough guy. I was just really insecure. I just wanted to fit in with them. I didn't know who I was. And um, she left. When she left, I, I took it hard. I actually left my two, didn't go to either my house, went to my parents' house, my old bedroom. And I mean, it was so bad that my parents knew I was taking Mike in the morning and taking off, and they didn't care. Anyway, so I didn't commit suicide. That's how bad it was. Then I had this certain major surgery. They found some lumps. They had cancer in there. They gave me oxycodone. Now, I knew I wasn't a victim. I was a volunteer. Like those guys I looked up to, they would take a guy's Rolex off his wrist for one pill and dose it. I used to be like, a lot of these people are so weak, you know? But the doctor was prescribing that. I'm like, I knew it. Before I knew it, those 680s a day, which was a huge prescription at that point, I had to snort them in the morning to get to not be sick. I didn't, I didn't have to, but I was suggesting. So I just did it. I didn't care. I was going down that road anyways. No one did. Doc says, you're okay. We're going to wean you off over the next two weeks. Two weeks. So two weeks later, I'm buying them on the street. Now, at that point, I had a big retirement plan. I had money saved. Over the next year and a half, 800000 liquid went, two houses, two cars, and I'm on the streets. And uh, then I'm just like playing like a maniac. At one point during that, I married a girl who I knew when I was younger for like six months, and that did obviously, you can imagine how that is. Um, the ironic part was when I got out of jail, we ended up going together to get lunch and get a divorce. <laughs> so fast forward, I ended up, um, I was just doing bad things. And it, was just, it was just a typical junkie. I wasn't robbing stores and stealing people, but I was stealing drug dealers and I brought that. And at some point, I ran out of luck and I did something that was, the guy stabbed me and I ended up getting him back and I loved a lot. And it was the way beyond self-defense, they said. So this is where God comes into my life. I go into a courtroom, right? And I'm sitting in the courtroom and uh, I'm going to the courthouse and I, my friend's the chief. I said, man, you're not going to screw me, right? You're not going to hold me. He goes, screw you? Brian, screw you. It's like, you've had overdoses. At one point, I had a suicide attempt. I had shot heroin and clonopin. Tried to overdose with a note in my pocket. I had a friend drop me in a detox so my parents wouldn't find me. Uh, an ambulance happened. He pulled up. God, total God shot. Guy gives me a couple of cans and I'm back. And you know, during that time, that's what happened. Like, I never thought I would put a needle in At one point, I was so sick that I had to sniff heroin. And once you sniff it, you're like, all right, well, once you shoot something, I mean, I even, I don't remember the exact film, but I remember it was better than anything else I ever felt, you know? Um, I always tell people, it goes up your arm in your head, your problems go away, and suddenly everything you love, everything you ever worked for is gone. I remember trading a TV off my wall for a bag of dope. Here I was a street junkie, just a complete junkie. Um, overdosing bathrooms of Dunkin' Donuts. I remember a police officer, I was, in a, I was so sick in a, in a cell. He said, why are you on Suboxone when you don't use it or something? I said, look at you. What can, what can I do? I said, I am. It's at my house, though. He took my keys, went to my house, got the medicine for me. That guy's one of my best friends. That's how I'd say he is, uh, He's a chief of police now. We run a drug program there. Uh, the courthouse that I'm sitting at, so I ended up in a courthouse many times. Finally, the last time, you know, just you poke a kid. You're not, you're not running that. And he goes, you screwed me around. You're my friend on probation. You violate. You go drinking at local restaurants. You don't even pay taps. You get the money. He's like, ah, you got to go around here. I'm going to hold you. I'm in there. Somebody says, why are you praying to God? Where was God when I was getting cigarettes put out there? Where was God here? Where was God there? The guy says, listen, I don't want your excuses. Take your knees and pray to God. This guy's big. So I was like, all right, I'll go to my jail cell. Pray to God. And I did. And I felt no relief. Okay. And he goes, just keep doing it. He goes, otherwise, you and I can talk about it. I'm going to see He's a guy I knew from Sullivan. So um, he was trying to do what's right for me, but I didn't see it at the time. Next thing you know, day seven, I don't want to do heroin anymore. So I started to pray to God, hey, you know, my probation officer, I hope he dies in his sleep. Not Benny, but my actual probation officer. I hope he dies in his sleep. 
And then I pray, I say, God, you know what? I hope I get out of here and I get to murder him in front of these kids. And it's like, I hope he doesn't die, but I hope he never comes upon you. So as I keep praying, things are getting better. That guy's one of my best friends. I have this picture in my office right there. Um, again, God show. Like every, as, as I pray for others, I get healthier. You know, and as I get healthier, everything else gets healthier. Go back to court. And I'm about to get sentenced to go look at state prison. And the judges, they call up the witness, the victim. He lived. And uh, they said, Mr. You got to give me a statement. So and so. He says, um, Listen, I'm an addict. If you can't help an addict, don't hurt what I'm not testifying. We testify against him. And I looked at him, I go, You can do what you got to do. I'm not going to get, get at you. He goes, No, I can't help you. I'm not going to hurt you any worse than you hurt yourself. Right? The judge goes, Well, Brian, we're going to, in my rules, you have to release him. And I said, I said, I said the judge, can I? By my lawyer, I said, okay, that's why you're gonna get released. He said, You put me back on the streets, I'll be using again, and I'll be back here again, and I'll be a burden on you. If you help hold me in a cage, you give me treatment. I'll do the treatment. I got nothing to go back to right now, anyways. And I said, If you do this for me, I will come back here and pay it forward. He said, Well, Mr. Skinner, I really hope so. And I said, No, that's a fact. I just knew it in my heart. Like, God, God, like it was like, I'm not overly, like, I go to church because I think my kids do the right thing, but I'm not super religious, but I'm spiritual, and I know when God's telling me because you don't say with such confidence. So I find a lawyer, go back to my jail cell. People there are like, why are you coming back by choice? Because like, I need to be here. Um, fast forward, I go to this program, I get out. I do. I have no way to do a pre-release after that. So I go, Hope House in Boston. I have no money. I used to be a financial advisor, I got nothing. But I'll scrub dishes all day long on my feet. Let me sleep here and do treatment. So I did that. Then I started my business. Little by little, I came back. And little by little, I can't really describe it. And I just God shot after God shot. My sponsor, the guy who just picked me up off the ground, referred me as best friend. He was my first client. And they for me, and all these people just, and that wasn't big at that point. Then I started doing workshops and getting confidence to talk. And then I grew, and I grew, and then I offended somebody from the state years ago because Massachusetts people get offended and hold it. So every two years, they would investigate me like I was a thug or a criminal doing bad things at my job. Every two years, would break me down. Every two years, God would come to arrest me one at a time, one at a time. Even last year, they tried to get me to agree to something that never happened, and they kept trying to bully me. They said, if you don't do it, Tarnished my name in the press. And sure enough, God came to works in my life. Fortune magazine called up and said, We want to do an article depending on who you are, how you built a business on spirituality. I hung up on it. I thought it was a prank call. I thought it was my friend. They called back. I see Fortune. My ad makeup said, She was Brian. Did you hang up on Fortune? I go, That's not it. It's probably Bobby or Johnny. And I get on the phone. They did an article. Then Forbes did a thing. And then little by little, people I never even knew went to bat because they were like, Hey, you know, I'm on the board of the Heroin, Heroin, Heroin Education Awareness Task Force, HEAP program. We just call it HEAP, but people don't know. I'm on the board of the courthouse. And then I went back to the jailers. And now every Friday morning, I spend my mornings in jail. I go in there and work with the guys. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a gift. And yeah, the, the, the girl had like, broke my heart years ago. We're married now. She saw me on TV at 34 sober at a charity thing. Shot me an email. We got back together. I, we just went get coffee. Ten years later, we got together. Yeah, it's, it's all gorgeous. I mean, that is just. It's a gift. And the biggest gift is my mother. You know, your mother. So when you see parents, like when you hear they hear, that's what it's all about. You know, like my kids don't know me as good as they have a well go. Oh, but it's a, it's a lot of gifts like added up and it makes you, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I wouldn't think there is a there because I was. The way last week, other business owner guys, and there were a lot of them come from different backgrounds. One guy, I don't want to put in his life, he's a recovering crystal meth addict, 64 years old, owns the biggest steel company in Kansas. The guy's worth hundreds of millions. I go, that's your problem. You're worth a lot of money. You're a good looking guy. You're in good shape. 
If you get three things against you, but you want to get sued, you get it. That week we bonded, like we talk every morning now at 6 a.m. And I'm like, you're gonna get a wake-up call from me. His wife called me. She why you why are you doing this, man? You know, because God did it for me, you know. And I'll tell you, um, that, that's the gift. Like, um, kid I sponsor. He's not like my personal trainer, his kids. It's a kid, you know, it's, when the lights come on in Oviedo, when you help people and the lights go on in their eyes, that's a gift. Because when you're struggling to come back, you don't know if you're gonna come back. So you don't really get to enjoy the process because you're scared of it the whole time. With somebody else, I, I say, I know it's gonna work. And they're like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, it's like gravity. If I drop this pen, it does the same thing for everybody. It's the same thing. If you add spiritual principles to your business, to who you are, it works. And, uh, you know, like right now, we're number one in the country what we do. And uh, that's shocking for a junkie. And the best part is we tie, you know, we, we do six days a year in charity donations and I volunteer. That's the good stuff. Like right when it's about Ryan, 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 it's just, a, it's a lost world. You know how it is when you self, when you're wrapped up in self, it's never enough. At least not for me. I mean, so it's, it's been, it's, it's a, it's a gift, you know, it's, it's such a gift. Oh my gosh, Ryan. For one, I got emotional too. I don't know why I wore mascara. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I've never cried on a podcast before. <laughs> I think I see in your face, guys, from you over. Because you were just like, but the, but the truth is, you know, I heard somebody say this a long time. Like, sometimes you get justice, you get what you deserve, right? Sometimes you get mercy, you don't get what you deserve. I had that in a couple of times too. And I've gotten justice. But then sometimes you get grace. And you don't even know how it happens. It's just like, this is insane. I get up every day while I'm at my knees. My wife goes, I've never seen somebody so happy to get up in the morning, to go to work, to come home from work. She goes, you have your days, but she goes, you're just, you're, you're upbeat. And I'm like, it's a gift. And I'm like, listen, I get track runs. I have stuff under bridges. I've been to prison. Like this is, there's not, there's nothing that can happen that God will give you. Oh, and I agree with you hundred percent. It's kind of interesting because they say that as alcoholics and addicts, you know, we have been to hell. We know what hell looks oh, like. Yeah. I mean, I, so when you talk, when you're talking about this, like the only solution from hell is having spirituality in a higher power to which I call God as well. I do this is the only word I know for, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Some people get offended. I'm like, listen, I'm not talking religion here. I'm talking about, you know, what do they say? Religion when you go to church and you think right. about fishing and then spirituality, you're fishing, you're thinking about God. Like if yeah. I go like, you know, you see the ocean, like I love to just drive by the ocean. There are nights I get out of work, I'll drive an hour up. Just drive on the ocean, drive home. There's something that settles me. Right there. I don't know how to describe it to anyone else, but you understand it. But if you're in the end, the, the worst thing is that when people don't have it yet, this gift, they think, oh, this person's different. They didn't mean it. I was a flat out street junkie. And to get my license back at work, I had to show my court report all these different divisions. And I got some gave me my license back. Some said, we're never giving you your license back. So it's not like, but God guides you. Now I'm starting in January, I'm running a mentor program for other financial people who want to build their business on spirituality. And like, I'm like, who knows what that'll take? And then I say, I don't care. I just know it's going to be good. You know what I mean? And that's a good feel. I didn't have that before. Well, so many people, I think when we're using, we're there for the outcome, right? It's all about the outcome. <coughs> I'm going to do this and then I'm going to win the prize and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be okay. But then you go and you get the prize or you go to get it and you're like, oh my God, this is it. Yep. Because I, you know, because it, it's all about the spiritual. It's all about just the ride, right? It's the journey. Yeah, you, you nailed it. It really is because I, I used to think if I had X amount of savings, I'd feel better or more peace, more security. And yeah, it does give me peace of mind to have a couple bucks savings. It's better than being homeless. But I will tell you, I, then I hit this and my attorney said the other thing is you don't seem real. We're trying to do some trust for you. You don't seem really. So listen, I know you're doing what's right for me. I just have faith. And frankly, none of it matters to you. Like, not as long as I put food on the table, like, I don't need that. My, you know, eventually I get a little cottage, my kids maybe. I don't really need it. 
as long as I can help other people and, and know that I'm good while I'm doing it and I don't have to worry about my family, that's what that's that's what we're here for. Listen, I probably have 40 years left if this body God only knows what I did to it. Like so right now, even they found some lumps in my back. I missed that radiation. Like you know, you already like, no, it's just kidding, but like there's nothing that God won't handle. Like I have complete conviction on that. And, and if it goes a certain direction, I mean, I watched a buddy of mine die from cancer. He was 59. And uh, I, I took every morning off. I used to go to his house, have tea with Tom, have iced tea. I'd sit on his back there for six months. Clients would be like, I can't meet before 11. Nope. And uh, I watched this guy die. This guy came to AA, hated God. He was a business guy, big business guy, cool. Sold the company to CMGI at the 20s Canadian. I'll tell you. I didn't know it until he completely died. If I had known, I would have never bought the coffees. I would have had him buy the coffees. But when I got to watch Tommy pass, it was one of the greatest, it's one of the last days, the greatest experience I've ever had. Because you didn't die like a man or a woman, you, you died like a connection with God. The whole time he had such conviction after doing step work, I watched this guy just go with such peace and conviction, knowing there's something else. And I was like, and it just changed me. It just, it just did. It is so, I have a dear friend that also died. He ended up um, passing at 41 and had two little kids and a wife. <coughs> and when I met him, you know, he was all that in a bag of chips, right? He's got the slick back hair, the Burberry raincoat. He's got, you know, he's got the swag. He's like the man. And he came in and um, he was brought to his knees, you know, in recovery and was given this light that we have, this spirituality, this God that was just like, and when he passed, he was so okay. He was like, I'm not scared. I am not scared. God's got me. And that is like the biggest, like, I'm not scared. Like, what's the scariest thing that's going to happen? Nothing, right? You God. went to step three. And I, I thought I took it years ago, but professionally, I always wanted my job. You see my sponsor. So long as I have this job, I don't want to lose this job. I got to come back to this industry. Now, step three to me is this. God, whatever you want, you got it. Like, your plans are way better than mine. Mine, I stress myself out. I'm miserable. It's not fair to, like, it's just, my, my world sucks. <laughs> Excuse me, my just sucks. I'm a moron. Like, I'm just a guy who, when I finally go with the flow and go with the stream of life, I try to contribute to the stream of life. I float with God, you know, and it's, it's not always easy, but I'll tell you right now, it's always manageable. Oh, but to get to that place that you're willing to go with God, right? So I remember, like, for me, I always, but my life is kind of like the cha-cha, it's one, two, three. I got to wake up every morning and be like, okay, I'm powerless over everything, right? I have no idea what's going to happen today. And there is a God for me and he will restore, he's got me, he's got me. He's restored my sanity. I haven't prayed to drink since that day, 14 plus years ago, but I got on my knees and I said, God, take this away. And I haven't prayed to drink since then. Imagine. Can you imagine? So I trust him and then to let go and be able to lean into that today. Like I just got to lean into God today and be like, all right, I'm just going to let it happen. Because if I write my ideas down, I'm ink paper, you know, whatever. And it gets all in my head and I get worried about this stuff. I become this human that's just out there just running around in circles, right? I go down these rabbit holes that are so dark and scary. And, uh, but if I just live in the moment and just go be like, all right, God, whatever you're gonna bring to me today, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. And that is so sometimes hard for people, right? To be willing. We all want that. We think we got control and I got control of nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't got control my staff, let alone my family at home. But, the, but what, I, what you just said that I think I've never heard it put that way. And I like that a lot because when I think of the stream, just lean into it. Like you just relax into it. You, know, you don't have to, it's, it's so effortless not to, not to fight anymore. And, and people, the hardest thing is people think you're going to have to fight and overcome it. You're never going to, it's like when you're focused on fighting something, it's there. You just look the other way. It might be a pull, but you don't have to go. I like to lean into it a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Well, as somebody I've else. I've heard it put that way, honestly. 
But I th somebody else told me this. You know, a sponsor told me this. Yeah, she most of what I have is regenerated. Yeah, right. I got nothing original. <laughs> me neither. Nothing yeah. original. But it's so like, but to be able to share it and hope that somebody hears this today, it's like that she was, she was like, Elizabeth, I want you to just lean into it. I was, you know, I was, I was all worried about something that's going to, that hasn't even happened. It's going to happen maybe in February. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm like crazy about it, right? It's just, I go, yeah. run with this tangent. What's going to happen in February? What's going to happen in February? And it's like, who knows what's going <clears> to <throat> happen today? And she said, you just need to lean into it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it feels like when I do that, I don't, I have no problems in the world, right? Like everything's beyond. And I feel like when we're in our addiction, I mean, I'm like you were talking about, I mean, you had all these beautiful things, a beautiful woman that you like knew was your, like your life. You had these cars, you could go on the checklist of what we're supposed to do growing up, right? Yes, oh. right. <laughs> I call it a bullshit checklist, excuse my language, but there's just a pile of crap. You check it off and you get the now what's every time. No. Exactly. We all do that. I was the same way. I'm like, I got the car, I got the house, I got the man, I got the duck, the duck, the duck. And I could go on and on and on. And I'm like, and I'm still sitting here freaking totally alone. Like you mentioned, like totally fucking alone. Like none of this material stuff fills this hole in our soul. It just doesn't. It really doesn't. And the, and the funny part is like, it's never going to. And once you get past it though, like, I don't know, like my wife says to me, last year I turned it when I was turning 40. I always wanted to use Ferrari. I was thinking, I might probably use Ferrari, just a cheap one, use, you know, blah, blah, blah. At one point, I'm like, I'm about to have another child. I've got a child with me, I have a cast in the back, I'm a jackass, I have the garage, I have a garage. And I thought to myself, she goes, there's nothing more, you're the hottest to buy for you. You know the funny part? It's like my birthday came out. Can you cake more hair with the kids? I don't want anything. Like, there's nothing. There's just nothing. I mean, you know, and that's such a gift. And it's not that I have everything. I don't even think I had the stuff that was on my wish list when I was younger. I don't give a shit. Like I have people around me that I can hang out and talk to. Like I, I do this. Like life is so much better than just driving around alone like a jack is in a sports car or looking out like the sad midlife crisis guy. Or like any, any other BS you can do. It's just it's nice when you just go with the flow and you interact with people and you value the interactions. Because I never valued interactions before. It was like, what can I get from you? Or what what do you want to get from me? Or it was like, what do I have to do? Appease I tolerate people. I I value it. I, I genuinely give a shit about other people. And I know people care, the people I'm around care back, you know? So it's, it's a different world. It's a completely different world. And I feel like if anything I'm chasing today is that sense of serenity that we talk, we, like that you're talking about right now. It's yeah. like, I just want to be around the people I love and meet new people and anybody that's out there that's like struggling for this, like you meet them and they really want to be sober. Like you can, when you meet someone that really wants it, not the person who's like, oh, let's sign my slip. I gotta yeah. be here and I'm fucking, I'm out. <laughs> and I'm gonna be on my phone in a meeting and I'm gonna come, oh, I'm gonna come in late and I'm gonna leave early. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna talk to anybody. I'm just gonna- I've spoken and joking and just, you know, wasting time. There, there are people, and you know what? Some, I was that person. And you know what I realize now is sometimes the light, there's a spark that goes off. You might not be ready. When they're ready, you'll be the familiar face of oh, I know her, sorry. I'm playing, room scene, and that's how it happens. God puts the right people in your path when it's time. And it's easy, like, you know that. It, when, it, when, it's, when it's effortless, it's, it's right. It is when it's effortless. Like when everything's effortless. When you don't, are, like when I stop, like I, there's that round hole and I keep putting that square peg in there and the universe is saying, 
hello, it's not going to fit. It's round and this is a square. Get the fuck over it. You know, and letting go and letting go to that is like, wow. Oh my gosh. And it's the humbleness of it. Cause I, you know, I didn't realize what humility was. It was like, Oh, I thought humility was like, oh, I, I'm an alcoholic. And like, that's so humiliating, right? Like, I'm submitted to all these strangers. But it's really humbling to say, you know what? I'm going to take the direction from somebody else. Like, wow, wow. Like, to have that guy now that you have a picture of in your office, it's like amazing. It's, it's, you have no idea. Like, the guy who arrested me the most of anyone is the chief now. And he was at my grand old office last week with like, jacking my logo on it. Telling people how great I am. This is referrals all the time. I have more. I have more police officers that have at least a dozen that have arrested me. People from the jail that when they retired, they had clients about like, these people saw me. Like they're like, you know, one day I saw somebody a couple weeks ago. She said it was like seeing a ghost. I'm like what do you mean? She's like, you're that. You're the. You're the guy that we put the buzzer on the, the bathroom because you overdosed it and they had to kick the door. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know. Different times. She was no, obviously it's different times. Look at you. And I'm like, it, and that's the gift, you know. Uh, it, it's just I don't know. It's just. It, it, it's all in front of me. I can see the gift every day. That's the best part. Like I see my parents so much. My dad, he was like disgusted with me. My dad said in front of the therapist, "We're done. We wish he just died. It's not fair." Last time he came, my last overdose that I tried to commit suicide. He comes in with dad. I'll never do it again. He threw a sweatshirt at me. He goes, "You know what, Ryan? I'm here to identify the body that thought he was dead." And uh, he goes, "I don't really care anymore." And that was the last time I used. I still have that same sweatshirt, it's like a ratty little sweatshirt. And uh, he laughs. He goes, you know, imagine that was it. We were wearing all your grandkids. It's a different world. It's just, but how lucky are you that you're still here? And it's not even luck. I believe it's divine intervention. I, that's why you got to let him direct your life. Because if, if you're blessed enough to be here, I always believe for this day I stopped doing my wife's like, well, I don't know why you're up at the jail so much. I do it on my, I take time out of work to do it. I take time out of my pay to do it. Because she just, you know, she's be said she works two days a week. So she told him, why aren't you spending that time with me? And, because the second I stop doing this, this all goes away. And you goes in my arm. You're out of the streets. The kids are out of the streets. I'm, I'm dead. I'm like, if I just do this one hour a week and a couple of days, this is what God gives us. You don't have to worry about the electric bill. You don't have to worry about anything. Nothing could go wrong. Like, someone went on our bathroom. Who cares? We're wrong. We'll pay to have it fixed. Guy from AA is a contractor. I got to roll that out. It's just, and that's the, I call it the AA mafia because I'll tell you, I ran around mobs before. And now it's like, this is more connected. I get somebody for everything. And it's great because they're people I can trust because they've walked the walk. They have spirituality. Somebody's gone through what we've gone through. They got, they're both. They really are. And we think that we can't ever get here. So if the person that's listening on this and goes, oh my God, how did he do this? I mean, it's like, we just do it one day at a time, right? Like we, that's it. All you do, if you wonder how to do it, you just right now fall to your knees and then ask God for help and then reach out. Pick up the phone, reach out. There are people that want to help you. It's something that will help because we feel obvious. I don't feel obvious when it. I do what I want, maybe a little towards God, but honestly, I do what I'm, this is my purpose. Like my purpose is to go help other people who are sick and suffering or made bad decisions. And as a result, God blesses me in ways that well beyond anything I could do it. And I deserve to be honest. And it works out. Oh, it, it's so dumb. I mean, every day, that's what I, I mean, I spend a lot of my day, you know, talking to the most of my sponsee. I do this when I talk to sponsees all day. And it's like, where's the time to really work? It's like, this is the reason God has me here, right? Because how do we come out of those dredge? I mean, like waking up the next day going, oh my, like, I can't even imagine you waking up and having your dad come in and go, oh my God. And I thought I was just going to identify your, I mean, like that is hell on earth. Yeah, it is. And, and the funny part is when it changes, it changes so drastically that, you know, what I've realized, come to realize is our perception, we think of the future, we think of the past, 
the reality is that none of it exists. It's just not real. It's our way of distracting ourselves because the mind wants to protect us from reality. But if we just say reality right now, reality is pretty fucking good. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. Because I'm sitting there, comfy chair, warm office. Like, life's pretty good. You're sitting there looking out the ocean. Life's really good. <laughs> like, like, but people think it's like a pipe dream. Like, I have friends that are like, yeah, but I, know, I don't have a high school education. Yes, my wealthiest friends have had high school education. I can assure you, I mean, you know, well-educated people, I mean, you got a Harvard guy working for me and a Yale guy working for me. Like, well-educated people make very good employees. Like, it doesn't matter what your background is. If you've got the grit and the tenacity to want to change, you'll get it, you know? You can get it one day at a time. It's very, it's um, it's a life beyond my wildest dreams. And it sounds like it is for you too. Because who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought? I mean, that just like, think I did that vision of you, like with it in your arm, it just makes me, ah, uh, you know, but it's like, but God had you the whole time. He had you the whole time. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's insane. I think about it. I'm like, how did this end up this way? And then now I'm holding a baby. I'm sitting there watching Sesame Street. And I don't like Mickey Mouse, but Sesame Street, God, that album was a real good character. And and, uh, and and Grove is awesome. And I'm sitting there bouncing around, bouncing around the knee, giving her a bottle. I'm like, this is life's pretty good. It's pretty amazing. When we all can get there and all we have to do is have the willingness that you talked about, call somebody, get willing to like, at least say, you know what, all right, help me. I, I, I mean, that like raising my hands and flying to my knees, like you just described. I mean, I remember walking on that beach that morning, August 14, 2006 and falling to my knees for the first time. Cause so many times before I'd be like, oh God, please help. You know, kind of like the foxhole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just get me right now. Oh, I was literally fell to my knees and was like, please just help me. And it works. Yeah, you clench, you shake it. Every muscle in your body tenses up and you just want it so bad. And then the reality is once you do that, I mean, it's just like little by little, like you said, one day at a time, all you have to do is just bit by bit by bit. Like I have my guys break up the guys in the jail. Like I want you to table around four, four sections, your body, your being, your, your bonds with people and your business, whatever you want to do. And I want each time, every two hours, I want to have one thing checked off for each second. So that way they have like seven or eight things each. So we review each week. It's a lot of stuff they've done. And I show them progress. And they go, so why do you do this little stuff? Make your bed, you know, do this. All this stupid little shit that my mom told me as a kid, I drink along with doing. Man, you man. And I used to be like, what's the matter if I make my bed? Like, why is that going to impact my life? Big time. You know, and um, as a result, it's just like little by little, it just gets there. And, and the funny part is there is no there. It's just here. Like, you know, tomorrow will be cool too. And the next day might suck and that'll be okay too. And, then, you know, it's. Well, I, there's this prayer that we do in Philly. I don't know if you guys do it up there, but it's called yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And I'm just going to paraphrase like yesterday's gone. You have no stake in, you have no stake in yesterday because it's already gone, right? No money in the world will bring back yesterday. And then tomorrow the sun will rise either in splendor or behind a mass of clouds, but it will rise. But you have no stake until tomorrow because it's yet unborn. So all you have to worry about is today. And I tell my girls all the time, I'm like, one of them yesterday said to me, she's like, you know, I've got one foot in this place where it's totally scary. And my other foot is over in this place. It's so beautiful. It's going to be freaking amazing. And tomorrow, but I'm like, God, if you're sitting there straddling two days, like if you're sitting on a wooden bench, it isn't really comfy if you're sitting on that. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. Right? That's not a good look. <laughs> and it doesn't feel good at all. So either you're going to jump and be like, all right, I'm going to be in this today. I'm just going to be in today. And sometimes that means just looking at my feet and going, all right, this is where I am. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, it's funny. So when I got back from that thing last week, that boot camp, we did a lot. We got pushed under the ocean water. We had to run in the sand and roll. It was like kind of cool, crazy stuff. 
sitting buckets of ice cream, deep breathing, letting pull more ice over empty your face, getting shot, going to, yeah, some crazy stuff. I needed to take, I needed to kind of do something to get my guts back, you know, like just to get more intensity. So the other day it was snow, we got snow. So I said to my daughter, she's like, what, what, what are you doing? Go, let's go for a walk out in the snow. I took my shoes off my socks. So I said, let's walk out. So she's like, what are you crazy? We'll keep you right where you are. All you're going to be thinking about is your feet. You're not going to be thinking about school or this and that, Halloween. You're not going to be anxious. She's going to sit there with your feet in the snow. She's like, I don't like this. So I said, we go back in the house. But she was, but at that point, she was there, you know, and that's what I try to get her to do. Like, I noticed leaves. Like, I you can see out of my office right now. There's something for me, I, I don't know, I just never noticed the leaves back when I was a junk box. When I was just drinking, whatever it was, I just never, now my houses look cool with the light on, they look real, you know, it's just amazing. We miss all those free visuals, you know? God gives you a lot of highs if you just sit back and think. Oh my God. Well, somebody said to me once, if you look outside and you see how many different shades of green they are, there are, you can't even count that high, right? Because there's just so many, I mean, like, it's amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, but our heads sit here and tell us that we got to worry about all this junk that isn't here. I mean, obviously you can't worry <coughs> if you don't buy a ticket. And I love that you, you're helping people with their finances because that's a big thing for addicts and alcoholics. Yeah, we deal, we deal with retirees. Well, we don't do what they want young. My youngest client's about 56. We help people when they get to retirement to protect their money and their income. But um, it's cool because a lot of these people, you know, a guy yesterday, you call my son, my son's struggling with that addiction like I've, I've done a lot of stuff because i'm open about it this book a lot of like there's no question my clients know like a heroin addict you don't like it you know early on in my career when i got sober i went to hide it and i'm like fuck you know yeah i did prison time too <laughs> the biggest stuff of that keep reading um but i don't know it just works out it's just being i think it's the whole thing about being honest and that's what they, we read and how it works like right now it's like i have to be honest like if i'm not honest about everything then it's just like i'm walking around hiding something about myself which my secrets make me sick right yeah my secrets make me very sick very sick and i didn't realize it you know and when i did my step work i left a few things off they came back but i worked on them you know when they came back at one point you get healthy enough that you're able to work on but you know god you're right when you're supposed to i said you know, you miss something that's okay. God didn't intend it. It was meant to come out. It would come out. Well, I always tell people I did a Cliff Notes version the first time. <laughs> I was like, I can go back a little bit, but that whole way, it was too much pain. It was too, I couldn't handle it. The pain was too much. So I like did a little bit, but I could at least do that checklist. Like we say, like, all right, I did my fourth. I did my fifth step. You know, now I can keep moving. Yes, yeah, so you know, you fit in with the crowd. Just today, you want to fit in with sick people. We want everyone to think we're Nowadays, like when I go through these, I'm meticulous. And I don't give a shit what else. I'm doing this for me. Like you realize, now, once you know the reality of how well it works, like people don't realize the steps and steps. It, it's bulletproof. It literally works for everybody. It works. Everyone gets their own result, but it works perfectly. Everyone's better off. It's scary. Isn't it funny? Have you ever noticed, and I'm totally noticing it recently, and I don't even know why, but I know I did it. But you know when somebody comes in and they start reading the book and you read the book with them and they start to get it, right? You can see in their eyes, they're like, oh my gosh. And then they go, why doesn't everybody do this? Why doesn't everybody read the big book? Is it for everyone? Everybody on my Christmas card list should get the 12 and 12. Exactly, everybody, honestly, I understand that. Listen, it's a playbook for life. I know. It really is just a playbook for life. And it's so funny because everybody that starts working on it is like, I want to, I want to scrape from the rooftops. I want to do everything. But I feel like the one thing is you have, I don't know if it's like, because we've been to hell, 
we're so willing, we're so willing to have an answer. Like I want to be sober today more than I want to be drunk. And that's how I, I felt like I chased my recovery. Like I chased my booze, right? Like I got to still do it today. It doesn't matter how many years, how many days you got today. I mean, the reality is I've seen guys, the longer people have, I was told the closer we had to a drink. I believe that because I had a little time at one point because I had a prescription. I just went off the tracks. It did last longer than a month, but it wasn't like heroin, but it was still like, I was like, how this happen? I did step work, you know, I thought I was absolved for it. You know, now I'm intense about it. I, you know, I go at it like I was stopping. I get up every day unemployed. Like obviously the business owner, you get up every day unemployed, you know, chase it. And the same thing with same thing with like addiction recovery and helping people. You gotta make sure that like I have things that pop up. I gotta touch the base of this guy that time, this person. It's important to do that. It really is because I think that our egos, at least for me and what I've and I've noticed from other, it's like our egos get so big. Like I got 30 years, I got 40 years. You're going to have a party for me and let's have a celebration because I got all this time. And it's like, I always want, I, at least I hope I stay like this. Like I ain't got shit. I just, <laughs> I, I'm just a big goofball. I don't give a shit. I, I said to a client today when I was coming to get on this, I left the guy who was having me running with me. And she's like, oh yeah, she's like, even so for a while. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, um, Wow, good for you. And I'm like, no, I'm just a child in a man's body. Like, you know, honestly, God, like, I just don't be too impressed. I said, uh, but I just have some nonsense. I'm going to go share and then I'll be around later. <laughs> you know, when you don't take yourself serious, life gets a lot lighter. It is. And if you take, and if you realize, like, for me, I still want to learn. And it sounds like you're obviously when you go, because you hear it from people in prison, and I'm sure in meetings, you know, I, at least I hear things all the time from somebody that might just only have a day. And it's like those are wow. the ones that remind you and how grateful you are, like how bad you have to be that that person who's sitting on their hands shaking and sweating, and you're like, oh shit, I'm not gonna have that again. I mm-hmm. want to feel those junky sweats again because I was the biggest. I remember being so sick. Oh, now I don't. I mean, it feels like my bones hurt. They hurt. I'm okay with it. You know? Yeah, because it's 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 such an amazing life, and um, I just um, I'm filled with gratitude as you are today, and I'm just. Congratulations on your daughter's birthday a little bit ahead yeah, of time. I'm excited. I'm very excited. It sounds it's awesome. It's awesome. It took two and a half years, but it's awesome. There was a lot of fertility, a lot of stress. And now it's like you forget all again, you forget all the pain. You just look at the joy of it. Oh, it's such a blessing. It's awesome. And God had you the whole time, right? It didn't matter how much time That's it was. That's really I knew third. I said to my wife, I go to work out. She goes, How are you so sure? Like, he, he didn't he didn't get, tell me about this yet. No, I have it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And she was like, all right. And there you go. Now you have this beautiful baby girl, and life is amazing. Life is beyond our wildest dreams, right? That's awesome. I would never think I'd be changed by nobody would think I'd be changed by I'm like changing all I'm like, I love it. It's all good. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank coming. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. It was really there, awesome. There aren't many meetings now because of the virus and stuff. So now there's some online ones, but it's not a ton up here. So uh, this was great. Honestly. It's awesome. It's been awesome. Thank you so much again. Congratulations on everything. And um, I and keep doing what you're doing. This is great. Oh, oh, thank you. I will. I will. I will. God willing, I'll be doing it. I don't know how long. It's it's crazy because it's all happened. It's all God. I mean, somebody said you should start doing a podcast, and I'm like, what's a podcast? Yeah. I had no idea what a podcast was. My kids are like, now you need to go on YouTube. I'm like, really? All right, so I'm here. Here we are, and it's just like again, it's all God. And if I'm just keep getting waking up in the morning, just willing, and I have no idea what's going to happen, that's okay too. That's good stuff. 
Yeah, it's the good stuff. It's the exciting thing. Well, everybody, thanks again. And until next time, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye. <laughs>